This week on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews, I review the Netflix Jamie Foxx vampire movie, Day Shift. Warner Brothers finally addresses Ezra Miller's legal issues. And I also review the 1997 video game film, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. All that and more on I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. It's gonna be a hot one in Los Angeles. So what's on the agenda today? Close your eyes, my, my eyes are closed. Like every day. What are you doing in my room? Hunting vampires. Is a business. Cut next and cash your checks. Well, things have changed since you got your ass kicked out the union. If I don't come up with 10K, my wife and my daughter are gonna move to Florida. Hi, Dad. You're late again. And the union is the only place that could give me that kind of money. Your record is chock full of incidents. But he's a new man. One last chance. This is your final warning. Get crying. Oh, no! Vampires just tried to kill me, and now I just pissed my favorite fucking Hey, 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 everybody pisses themselves the first time. Really? Yeah. Did you? No, I no, no, I didn't, but, but listen, you did. You know what I see when I see a vamp? Big old dollar sign. Hey, hey, don't you puke in here. I swallowed it. Locked and loaded. Vampires. They're the monsters. And all they are is murdering. Does not eclipse, new moon, breaking dawn, point one. It ain't like that, all right? Why do you know the names to all the specific Twilight films? What? And what's your gripe with Breaking Dawn Part 2? It's the exciting conclusion of the whole Twilight saga. Welcome to the day shift, motherfucker. <laughs> Works every time. Murder was the case that they gave me. And welcome to I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Mikkel Ford. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about things I watched this week up at the beginning of the podcast. You heard the trailer for the Netflix movie Day Shift starring Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, Snoop Dogg, 
and Megan Good. Um, those are the most popular, notable people in the movie. There's a lot more, um, a lot more people in this movie, but, um, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about Day Shift. I remember seeing the, uh, trailer for Day Shift. I remember, like, um, was it like a month ago? I want to say I was just perusing, like, you through YouTube. I saw it through YouTube, like, just perusing through YouTube, and it was like, oh, what's this? It's Jamie Foxx in a movie called Day Shift. I didn't know what it was about. And then I was like, oh, he's a vampire hunter. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It was like, he's, 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 he's pretty much Blade is what he is. Jamie Foxx is Blade. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But instead of just right out being a vampire hunter, he is a, a, a he has a he has a, a pool cleaning job. He cleans pools. That's his front. Like his front is like he cleans pools, but real in real life, he 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 kills vampires. Like he hunts vampires and kills them uh, for money. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a weird premise for a movie very weird premise for a movie um where like you kill like cause like what happens is he kills the vampires and he takes their teeth like he takes their fangs and he sells them to get paid uh and like they're really they're really the fangs they're really like like very detailed with these fangs you know, cause like there's like, cause they tell you they tell you like what 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 origin these vampires are, what type of vampires they are, like cause like they got different vampires. It's like they're talking about, it's like they're talking about animals. You know, they talk about vampires like they're talking about animals. They're like, oh, this one, this one is a such and such, and like blah 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 blah. And I'm like they're like they nest together, and it was just like what? It was like they have a they li- they live in a hive. They're they're a hive mind or whatever the fuck. It was like. Like they talk about these uh vampires like the animals. But anyway, uh Jamie Foxx plays a character named Bud Jablonski, which I'm like, there ain't no goddamn way <laughs> that this character was originally supposed to be black. <laughs> I like Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx took a character uh, short notice, probably, they probably had a white guy cast as this character, they probably had, like, fucking Ryan Reynolds or some shit, you know, like, cast as this character, and he was like, ah, shit, I can't do it, uh, I'm, 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 I'm shooting Deadpool 3 secretly, I don't know, I don't know, whatever the fuck, um, and Jamie Foxx was like, hell, man, i do it, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking do it, um, it's been a while, since I think it's been it's been a while since I've seen. No, I'm lying because he was just in Spider-Man No Way Home, but like that's like his first um big screen movie in like a while, isn't it? I'm last thing I remember him in is that movie. And this is like years ago. This is like a couple years back now. Last big screen movie I remember him in was that movie. Where, like, he's a cop and, like, his son gets kidnapped. It's like a fucking ripoff of Waist Deep, if anybody remembers Waist Deep with Tyrese and 
coincidentally Megan Good. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> if anybody remembers that movie, Waist Deep, it's kind of a kind of a ripoff of that movie. But the only the only difference is that Jamie Foxx is a cop. Uh, that movie got a lot of negative reviews and kind of kind of killed Jamie Foxx's career for a little bit. You know, because you remember Jamie Foxx was on a high, man. Jamie Foxx was on a high after that Oscar. And, like, he won that Oscar in, what, like, 2005? You know, he, like, he was getting, he was getting roll after roll after roll, you know. And then he hit, then he hit, like, Sleepless. And, like, the, the, I, I don't think I seen him in a lot of things. I know he was in Horrible Bosses. He, he's, he's barely in Horrible Bosses. I think he's in Horrible Bosses too, too, but like he's barely, he's barely in Horrible Bosses. Um, trying to think of all, trying to think of all his, trying to think of, cause like I'm trying to think of stuff he was in, like after, um, after Sleepless. Was he in anything after Sleepless? I'm trying to think. Oh man, um, cause he did. Cause he did. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of when he did Sleepless. When, when? When? When did he do that movie? Oh yeah, Sleepless was 2017. Yeah, and then he did. He was in Baby Driver. I've never seen Baby Driver. I, lo- I heard a lot of good things about Baby Driver, but I've never seen it. He was in that bad Robin Hood movie. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that bad Robin Hood movie. He was in that 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 horrible Robin Hood movie. He was in he was in Just Mercy. Just Mercy is a big screen movie with him and uh, Michael B. Jordan. Okay, that movie was actually decent. I actually watched that movie. He was in Soul. Okay, he was in Soul. I may be I may be wrong. I'm I can admit when I'm wrong. You know, <laughs> but um, he was in Soul. He did Soul because I forgot he was the voice of Joe Gardner in Soul. Which that's a movie uh, I, I I thought was kind of lackluster. I've been I, I was really looking forward to Soul. You don't know how long, I was like re- I saw the trailer for Soul. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be awesome. And I was kind of let down. Not gonna lie, kind of let down by Soul. Not my favorite Pixar movie. Not my favorite. It's it's a little lackluster. The the beginning, the first couple minutes of the movie, I love. I love the first like maybe like. 15 20 minutes in a movie uh but after that it kind of goes kind of goes downhill for me from there um like i say he was in spider-man no way home of course um and now he's doing doing this um but yeah he, he also did uh, project power i forgot about project power he did project power uh but yeah man he's but like in his heyday he was like the shit you know, like Jamie Foxx was getting roll after roll after roll. You know, like it's kind of slowed down for him a little bit. You know, like you'll see him, you'll like see him here and there. You know, he just had that. He just had that sitcom. I think that he made with his daughter. I think like his daughter is like his daughter wrote the sitcom or something like that. That got canceled after uh, one season, uh, which I heard that I've never watched it. I never watched that show. I heard it pretty fucking bad <laughs> i heard that show's pretty bad but yeah man but jamie, jamie fox was like upper echelon movie star 
in like the mid 2000s uh he's kind of like he's kind of you know waned a little bit you know he's kind of waned a little bit but like he still gets roles every now and again but jamie fox just fell into this role i believe like and i don't blame him i don't blame him you know like get what you can get get it how you live that's how we that's what we say back at back at back at home we say get it how you live you know <laughs> like get it how you live uh just like if, if, uh, if somebody don't want that opportunity you take it i get it get it any way you can my brother but um yeah, man, but like, like his name is Blood. His name is uh Bud Jablonski. <laughs> I was like, ain't no way a black man's name is Bud Jablonski. But uh, anyway, getting off of that. Um, but yeah, he's a vampire hunter. Let's get back to to to, to the movie. Um, he's a vampire hunter. Um, he got kicked out of this uh union, I believe. Uh, because like he he he's reckless. Uh, he he does what he wants to do. He, he doesn't play by the book. There's a book for vampire hunting, I guess. I don't know. Uh, there's like codes for vampire hunting. Uh, but yeah, like he's got that. Um, he's he 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 he's he's divorced from his uh, wife, which is played by who is played by Megan Good. My God, Megan Good. Mm 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 mm. The less I say about Megan Good, you know. <laughs> oh my God, uh, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go there. I'm, I'm gonna try to be good. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be dirty here. <laughs> you know. Like, you know. Like, I'm not gonna be a dirty man. I'm just gonna say that that's a lovely woman. You know. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> that is a. That is a lovely woman right there, Megan Good. Oh my god. But like she's playing, she's playing uh Jamie Foxx's wife. Uh Jamie Foxx also has a daughter. Uh who's played by this little girl named uh, the actress's name is Zion Broadno. That's the that's the little girl's name. Uh she's okay. Uh, she, she does a lot of the, you know, the run of the mill, cute, precocious little girl stuff. And like, you know, she does like the, the, oh, I'm a curse and it's funny thing, you know, cause like she curse. I think she like, she says a couple of curse words and like Jamie Foxx, either Jamie Foxx or Megan Good's like language or something like that. And like, I think she even like throws up the middle finger at like the villain. Cause like her and her mom get captured by the main villain, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Her and her mom get captured by the main villain in order to like draw Jamie Foxx's character out, so like they could so they they could fight, uh, they have their have that final battle. You know how it is when in these movies. I'm gonna kidnap your family, and you gonna have to come and save them, and we could fight. So uh, you know type of thing. So um, uh, so like yeah, like that happens with like like Jamie Foxx's family gets kidnapped in order to draw him out to, to have the final battle um but yeah she throws up the mid like the little girl throws up the middle finger at the villain you know like did, you know like oh she's cursing she's got a potty mouth and she does things but it's so cute you know type of shit you know <laughs> you know 
that's mainly what that little girl is there for. She's an adorable kid, though. She is. I was like, I saw her. I was like, she is a cute little girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? She is an adorable child. But anyway, um, but, um, yeah, but you got that. Uh, you got, uh, Dave Franco is in here. Dave Franco is, like, the reluctant, uh, new partner of Jamie Foxx. Because, like, Jamie Foxx is trying to get back into the union because... Megan Good's character is going to move to Florida. They, they're in Los Angeles, which is where they are. Like, the, the whole movie's set in Los Angeles. They use a lot of Los Angeles hip-hop. You know, they play Ice Cube. They play uh, Ice-T. They play... Uh, they don't even play Ice-T. They play Body Count. <laughs> like, they play Body Count. Um, they play... Um, who else did they play? God dang it. I'm trying to remember who else they played. Uh... I can't think of who else they play. They play Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg's in the movie, actually, too. I'll get to Snoop Dogg in a little bit later. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg plays, uh, Snoop Dogg plays, like, Jamie Foxx's, like, best friend. Um, but, yeah, uh, they play a lot of L.A. hip-hop in here. So, like, to let you know, yeah, we're in Los Angeles. Um, but, uh, yeah... Where the fuck are I talking about? But yeah, Dave Franco plays, uh, let's talk about Dave Franco. Dave Franco plays, like, his, uh, his reluctant partner. Like I said, Megan Good's character is going to move, uh, the daughter, her and the daughter to Florida. Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx's character doesn't want that to happen. Uh, cause, like, he wants to be close to his, he wants to be close to his kid. Uh, him and his kid have a great relationship, you know, so like he's like so he's just like I don't want to he's like I don't want to lose my daughter so so like he's like I gotta do what I, I gotta do what I gotta do to keep my daughter and like Megan Good's asking for like five thousand dollars you know <laughs> something like that or like ten thousand dollars I think ten thousand dollars she asking for like ten thousand uh, dollars so like he could like like take care of his daughter because like there's like certain things she needs she needs like to uh. She needs to she she needs to stay in this school. She's in a pretty good school, and it's like a five thousand dollar tuition. Uh, and talking about like she needs braces, and that's like six thousand, like six or four thousand dollars, or some shit like that. It was like her a- astronomically high, you know, <laughs> like you know, like, which I know about the dentist. Like even when I got like dental insurance, you know, because I had like a I, I had like a, a tooth that was chipped, and it was like hurting like really bad. I actually have another tooth that's chipped. It's not hurting, but it's chipped. Um, in the back, in the back of my, um, I think my wisdom teeth are trying to come through. Like another wisdom tooth already came through, but like I have another one trying to come through. So, um, so I remember with my dental insurance at all and, and all, like all of that. I was like, I, had, I was like, man, I got dental insurance. I'm like, this is going. I went to the dentist. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, we could go see you. Like, you know, like it paid for the, my, my, my dental insurance paid for the visit. But then they're like, oh, we got it. We got to take the tooth out. It's going to be like fucking like $6,000 or some shit. I'm like, yo, what? And like, they was like, and I think like it only, like my dental insurance only covered like half of it. Right. And I was like, what's the point of having fucking dental insurance if I'm going to pay that much? You know, it's like if it doesn't cover all of it, why do I have dental insurance then? You know, it was like, it was like it don't cover shit. I still got to pay out of pocket. You know, 
that don't make no sense. I just went on a rant about fucking dental insurance, but I'm just, I know what the fuck they talking about. Dental insurance is bullshit, but, um, but you need your teeth, so you gotta have it, so, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, they, uh, <laughs> I'm still mad about dental insurance, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, she said she's like, if he if he doesn't come up with the money, she's gonna take the daughter to Florida and blah blah blah. And he's just like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on my P's and Q's. Uh, I gotta get back in the union. Uh, Snoop Dogg is his best friend in the union. He's he's a dude named John Elliott. That's his name. They call him Big John. Um, so um, they uh, so like Snoop Dogg uh pulls some strings to get him back into the union. The guy that is like the head of the union doesn't like him you know but uh so like the guy says like oh you could get back in he's like you can get back in but you're gonna have somebody ride along with you that's where dave franco comes in dave franco comes in he plays this character named seth who's like an accountant but then like he like he rides along so like he's like riding along with uh jamie fox's character and he's like the biggest biggity bitch you ever want to meet <laughs> Dave Franco's character is fucking embarrassing like they got this dude and like every time he runs into a every time he runs into a vampire he starts fucking screaming and screaming for Jamie Foxx's character Bud he's like Bud Bud help me Bud oh my god he's like he starts throwing up everywhere like he's he sees like dead bodies and shit he throws up he um he pisses his pants he like pissed his pants like twice in the movie after encountering vampires you know like vampires coming up to him and trying to bite him and shit uh so like he's just like oh my god and then like he pisses his pants and <laughs> and he throws up there's like one scene where like jamie fox um goes to uh an old uh partner of his uh played by uh uh peter stromare he's a, a veteran actor peter stromare peter stromare is always good in everything he's in um uh, so like like the the main villain actually kills Peter Stromare. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> so uh, she kill like did she? It's uh, the the main uh, villain is a female. I'm gonna get to her. I swear I'm gonna get to. Her. I swear to God. But um, I'm gonna get to her. But um, but yeah uh, the main character, the main villain, like kills Peter Stromare's character, and like so Jamie Foxx goes to see him. And like he sees like everybody in like his in his establishment is dead, cut up, fucked up. And like Dave Franco's there, and like he almost like he almost fucking throws up on the floor. And Jamie Foxx's character, Jamie Foxx is like, hey, he like, you better not throw up. He like, don't throw up. And he like, don't you leave no goddamn DNA in here. <laughs> he just like, <laughs> and he's like, I smile on it, uh, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah. So like. So like yeah, Dave Franco's character is just fucking embarrassing, man. Uh let's talk about the main villain now. I said I was gonna get to the main villain. Let's talk about the main villain. The main villain is this uh this thousand year old vampire named Audrey. She like reincarnated herself. I wouldn't say reincarnated herself, she reinvented herself as like a real estate mogul, you know, but she's a vampire. You know, she's a vampire real estate mogul. She's a vampire that sells houses. So, 
<laughs> like she's played by an actress named uh, Carla Souza. Uh, she's like a Hispanic uh, vampire. I think she's supposed to be Mayan, cause at the end they go into like this fucking like Mayan underground Mayan temple or some shit. But uh, you know, at the end of the movie. But um, but yeah, she she's like your run of the mill female villain. You know, walking around in a goddamn uh, power suit. She's got like her power jacket on and her power suit, and like she just uh sp- like spurts out like run of the mill female villain rhetoric. You know, like you know, like lines like like I've heard this in every female villain. She tries to be like a little smart ass, but it's like whatever. You know, like she kind of reminds me of Anna Kendrick. You know, like she kind of reminds me, like the 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 actress kind of reminds me of a Hispanic Anna Kendrick. And I, I was looking at, it, I was like, you know, who could have played this role? Anna Kendrick. Like Anna Kendrick could have been this character, but I guess they couldn't get Anna Kendrick, so they got this lady. So you know, <laughs> but um, because like she reminds me of Anna Kendrick, but um. Yeah, man, she's a she's just she's a very run-of-the-mill fucking villain. She barely even fucking matters. Uh, they try to make her intimidating, but she's not very intimidating. Even even when she's killing people, like she kills a lot of people. She kills a good amount of people in this movie, and it's not intimidating at all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not scared of her at all. Uh, she, uh, she wants uh Jamie Foxx's character because. Apparently, uh, Jamie Foxx killed a daughter. You know, her daughter is also a vampire. Uh, her daughter is like uh, this. Uh, I guess like she got bit when she was young. Uh, the, the 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 main villain. She got bit when she was young, and her daughter wasn't a vampire, but she turned her when she was older. So like her daughter is like older than her. But Jamie Foxx, like Jamie Foxx, killed her daughter so like she's out for revenge she's like find whoever find whoever killed my daughter or whatever the fuck so um jamie vox is the person that killed the daughter so she's sending like a whole bunch of like vampire assassins after him and shit and all that stuff but yeah um oh it's 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 this movie is one of those type of movies that if Netflix wasn't around, this and this is where Netflix comes in. This is where like streaming, this is where streaming services come in, like Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and uh, Disney Plus and all these type of all these streaming services. They kind of have become the new home for like mid-level movies. You know, just for like for mid-level movies uh, because. This movie is a mid-level movie. Like, it's not it's not a bad movie, but it's not the greatest thing you ever want to see. It's not like a big-budget blockbuster. Uh, it's not a big-budget blockbuster. It's not an um, a Oscar award, like an Oscar award contender. Because, like, those are the movies that are really getting big-screen uh, attention. You know, it's, like, got to be a movie that's, like, a real big spectacle and it's got to be a movie that's like really gripping and like it could be in contention for the oscars for uh, an academy award you know but like this is not one of those type of movies this is a very like run-of-the-mill like mid-level movie and like that's what netflix and hulu and all those type of movies are for 
I mean, like all those type of streaming services are for for movies like this. Like this, like it's a mid-budget movie. You know, like it's this is a movie like back in the day. This movie would have came out in like January or September, or even like maybe the end of August when like summer when summer movie season is dying down. Like this is one of those type of movies. It's like this ain't like a movie that come out in the middle of the summer or during like. Christmas season, the holiday season, or nothing like that. This is like a movie. This is a movie that comes out in the dead months. But in the new Hollywood uh, movie system, there are no dead months. So every you can release a blockbuster anytime you want to now. And like, cause like it used to be January. At one time, it used to be February. Deadpool changed that. Where like February is not a bad word. I think even Black Panther came out in February too, right? Black Panther came out in February, made like a billion dollars. So it was like so February is not a dead month anymore. Uh March used to be a dead month. That's not a dead month anymore. Cause like summer movie season used to start in June. They moved that shit all the way up to like fucking March now. You know? <laughs> they they just kept inching summer movie season up. It was like, it used to be, when I was a kid, it used to be June. Then they started moving it up to May. Like, because of Memorial Day. And, like, all the, that's the, kind of when, like, all the kids get out of school. You know, like, at the end of May, we're, like, out of school. Um, So, like, they were like, let's move summer movie season to May. And then they started inching that shit up to April. You know, like, summer movie season is in April. I'm like, nigga, we still in spring. But, uh, you know. <laughs> and, but... And then, like, all of a sudden now, it's like, let's move it up to March. And then let's move it up to March now. Like, March is summer movie season, even though it's, like, still cold out. Like, it's, like, 40 degrees outside, but it's summer movie season. But, yeah, but, like, this is where, like, Netflix and Hulu and all those uh, type of, um, all those type of streaming services come in for movies like this. Because this movie's not that bad. I'm gonna be honest. This movie's not that bad. Like, there's a lot of, still a lot of, like, dumb shit that happens in there that makes you roll your eyes, but it's campy. It's really campy. It's a fun, I had fun with this movie. It's a fun movie. There's fun fight scenes in it. The, the choreography in this movie really impressed me. I really liked all the fight scenes. Every fight scene in this movie is really fucking good. <laughs> it was like, every fight scene in this movie is really good. They even, they even made Snoop Dogg. Uh, fight good, you know. <laughs> they got, there's a scene in here with like Snoop Dogg. It's not really Snoop Dogg, but it's Snoop Dogg stuntman. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like when Snoop Dogg does like a fucking like spinning wheel, like crescent kick or some shit. You know, <laughs> on a vampire. <laughs> and I was looking at that shit. I'm like, nah, you know damn well Snoop Dogg didn't do that shit. You know, <laughs> It was it was cool though. It looked cool. Snoop Dogg stuntman made him look good. <laughs> you know, like, like he did like a fucking fucking spinning crescent kick. He was like bop, and he hit he hit kick a vampire in the face. I was like, like that looked dope. But uh, then like Jamie Foxx's fight choreography was good. Like the best fight scene, the best fight scene in this movie is when like uh, Jamie Foxx. And uh, Dave Franco go into this uh, house with uh, these other characters. Uh, they're called the Nazarian Brothers. And, like they're like, like they're like 
they're not twins, but like they're vampire hunters that are brothers. And uh, that is like the dopest fight scene in that whole goddamn movie, man. Where like they fighting all the vampires in the house. Cause like it just reminded me, it like that just reminded me like a old beat 'em up video game, you know? Like, and like you're in a stage, like you're in a stage where like you're in a house or something like that, and like you just beating up bad guys, you know? Like, and that that was that was the whole that was the whole uh scene. That scene went on for a while too. That scene went on for at least like i want to say three minutes it's a long it was a long fight scene it was a long fight scene because fight scenes ain't usually that long you know like fight scenes may be like one minute two minute fight scenes you know but like this one for a good three four minutes and like good fight scene good choreography everybody was doing their thing in that fight scene uh there's a scene in there i think like one of the zarian brothers had like a uh had like a a, a a foot knife like a like he had like a knife in his shoe and he did like a spinning heel kick and kicked the fucking uh vampire's head off with the <laughs> he kicked a vampire's head off with the knife in his shoe it was fucking awesome man it was dope um but yeah, man, I like that fight scene. That's the best fight scene in the movie. You don't watch anything else in that movie. Watch that fight scene. It's the dopest shit ever. Um, but yeah, man, the rest of the, like, the dialogue's not that good. You know, the dialogue's not that good. Jamie Foxx is funny. Jamie Foxx is funny. I laughed at a lot of stuff he said, because, like, he's kind of, he's not really a serious character in this movie. He's kind of like a, a, a tongue-in-cheek, kind of, like, comedic, smart-ass type character. You know, so, like, he's not really taking his, he's not really taken seriously uh dave franco he has great chemistry with dave franco him and dave franco got really good chemistry i was like they were kind of like it's kind of like a he turns into kind of like a buddy cop film when dave franco comes in so like like it's like they're two buddy cops or something like that i do hate uh with movies where like you get two people together it's like one of the main like one of the main guys is like really mean to the other guy (laughs) You know, like, because, like, when they first meet Jamie Foxx, it's, like, really mean to Dave Franco. And it's, like, there's no, nobody's that mean to anybody. You know, like, nobody's that fucking mean. <laughs> you know, where you're just, like, nah, fuck you, you know. <laughs> Especially with people you work with. You know, like, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be that mean to somebody that you fucking work with. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not gonna happen. But yeah, man. Like, but yeah, I like I like their chemistry. Their chemistry is good. Uh, like I said, there's some dumb shit in this movie, you know. But you just take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoyed it. It was a it was a fun ride. It's not a bad little movie. It's like it's not a movie that's in theaters. You could just check it out on Netflix. Uh, if you want to check it out, go check it out. Yeah, the fight, like, look at it for the fights, the fights are dope, like I said, Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco got good chemistry together, you know, that's pretty much it, villain, villain's dry, I don't like the villain, the villain is very dry, uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much it, if I had to, if I had to, if I had to, uh, rank this movie, if I had to score this movie, I'd give it, like, a three out of five, you know, like, it, it didn't, it didn't offend me, really it didn't really offend me uh that's it 
I'll be back with uh, talking about this Ezra Miller stuff right after this message. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I'm not going to talk about this too long, you know, because, like, I don't want this to be one of those long-winded episodes, but uh, WB, Warner Brothers, finally addressed this Ezra Miller situation. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they finally addressed Ezra Miller. They were, they were, they were like a horse with blinders on, the one that it, wanting to ignore this shit for the longest. This motherfucker has been uh, on a rampage for like the last two and a half years now. This motherfucker's been a, this motherfucker has been a menace since the pandemic, since the start of the pandemic. This motherfucker has been tripping since like February of 2020. You know, like I want to say maybe even the start of 2020, but, um, all I know is that, 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 uh, that video of him choking that lady out in, uh, came out in March. Like, he, when he choked, he force choked that lady. <laughs> he, like, grabbed that lady like he's fucking, like he's the undertaker and grabbed her and fucking, about to fucking choke slam her ass. You know, <laughs> when he did that shit, um, when he did that, that, like, that was in, that, that video came out in March of 20. 20 that's two years ago now two years ago and they they continued going forward with this man as the flash i think he did reshoots for uh the snyder cut he came back as the flash uh they started shooting the flash movie around that time i want to say uh, they shot. They, they shot this movie. They know that this dude had an assault. Like the assault is assault against a woman, which is worse. You know they saw this stuff, uh, and they chose to ignore it. Uh, it wasn't until he got, he finally got arrested, which he's been arrested before, I think, hasn't he? I think he's been arrested before. Like, didn't he get arrested? I think he's been arrested a couple of times, but, like, this is the one that made them say, okay, we gotta address this shit. The way he walks into somebody's house. <laughs> he did a and e on somebody's house, like a breaking and entering in somebody's house, and stole their liquor, you know? <laughs> and that is what WB... That is what WB chose to pay attention to not his continuous assault of women like choking women throwing chairs at women harassing women uh grooming little girls grooming teenage girls uh running away with teenage girls that nobody can't find them uh all of this shit he did, but this is what they choose. This is what they choose to acknowledge. And I tell you, man, I tell you, I know a lot of a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably ain't gonna want to hear it. They probably ain't gonna want to hear it. 
they probably like, well, why you gotta bring, why you gotta bring race into it, blah, 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 you know, like, and if you don't wanna hear it, you ain't gotta fucking hear it, you can turn the goddamn podcast off for all I care, I don't give a fuck, but, uh, you know, but, um, if you, if you wanna be that way, if you wanna be that way, and think I'm coming down on a certain race of people, you know, if you wanna be that way, you don't need to listen to this show, because, I love everybody, but you gotta call a spade a spade, and you gotta look at the uh, socio-political economics of this situation in the United States of America, and I'm gonna say it, I know it's a word that a lot of white people don't like to hear, but Ezra Miller is the product of white privilege. I said it. Ezra Miller is the product of white privilege because there is no way, there's no way that a black celebrity, a black actor is going to get away with this shit. There's no way a black actor could go on a goddamn rampage for two fucking years and not lose everything, you know, and not lose everything, I mean, like, no, like, everybody knowingly, it's in the public, it's in the goddamn public, it's public, putting his hands on women, putting his hands on women, harassing women, grooming teenage girls, you know, everybody, everybody's seen it, there's no way that a, 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 a black celebrity could do it. Look at what look at look at the earlier this year what they were doing to Will Smith. Like this man went on stage and smacked another dude for his wife, which he said it wasn't for his wife. I don't know what it was for, but now I'm not saying like, oh yeah, she got nothing to do with it. I don't I don't understand that shit, but uh, <laughs> I'm confused now. But um for that. But yeah, he slapped the dude. And now they want to take everything away from this man. They banned this man from the Oscars. They wanted to take all his movie deals away. This is a person. This is a person that has been famous since he was like 16 years old. Will Smith has been famous since he was like 16, 17 years old. Like, this man's been famous for half a century. This man's been famous for like 35 years. He's been in the public eye for 35 years. He was 16, 17 years old. He's a teenager with money. You know how hard it is to be on your best behavior as a teenager with money? You know how hard it is? To do that, to not be reckless, to not be out here thinking you invincible, thinking you Superman out here at 17 years old with fucking money, especially a black teenager with money, with a whole access of money. This dude stayed on his best behavior as a teenager with money. He's been on his best behavior this whole fucking time. He waited till he's like 52 years old to lash out. (laughs) And the first sign of him lashing out, they want to take everything away from this man. 
They want to take everything away from him. The first sign of this man lashing out. You're like, this man had so much restraint from 17 to 52 to not act the ass. And the first sign of him acting the ass. Let's 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 let's, let's crucify this man. <laughs> but they don't do that with Ezra Miller. They don't do that with Ezra Miller. It was like, let's ignore everything this motherfucker has ever done. Now they wanna now they wanna address it. You know, <laughs> you know, now and like it's for the dumbest shit too. This man this motherfucker went to somebody's house and stole some liquor. You know? <laughs> Not the uh, not the continuous assault on women, not the fact that he was running around with a fucking teenage girl, you know, pretty much fucking kidnapped this girl, you know, I'm like, I haven't even heard anything about this girl, is this girl even back with her family? Nobody knows, you know, I know a lot of people could throw like, if you want to talk about that, if you want to talk about that, you could talk about, you could talk about fucking, uh, what about uh all the all the other rappers that act crazy? They, they get punished. They get punished. They go to jail. They do some type of jail time. You know, they do something. You know, they do fucking something. You know, so like something happens to them. And do they go back out there and act the ass sometimes? But uh, sometimes, but but there's consequences for their actions. There had like this dude's been doing this two years straight, and there hasn't been any consequences for his actions. There hasn't been any consequences for his actions. Uh, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to use Will Smith as a big fucking example of of a, of of a guy that's been on his best behavior like pretty much his whole career, and he has a he has a lapse of judgment. One night, and decides to assault a man, and all of a sudden he's public enemy number one. You know, <laughs> but Ezra Miller been doing this shit for like two years. Nothing, fucking nothing. Now they want to do it. Like now they're talking about um the three options that they want to do with the Flash movie. Um. I think they were saying like they want to get Ezra Miller help. He needs help. He needs jail time is what he needs. He needs fucking jail time. Cause like I was like I said, if it was a black dude running around doing all this shit, you throw him, you throw that nigga straight in the fucking jail. And like he'd be straight in the penitentiary. That's where he would be. Uh, y'all wouldn't be like, oh, he needs he needs psychological help. Y'all wouldn't be y'all wouldn't be doing that if Ezra Miller was black. Now y'all saying he needs psychological help. Uh, and then he come out and like apologize for what he did and all this shit. And uh, I think there was a second one where like they were just like saying he doesn't get help, but he does. He just doesn't do the press junkets for the Flash. They probably just have like Michael Keaton and whoever else is in the movie do the press junkets because I don't even know who else is in the Flash movie because this motherfucker has been <laughs> everywhere causing problems. Um, so like they might just do that. Um, they also are talking about just flat out scrapping the movie. The movie costs like about like two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, not two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. That'd be cheap. But <laughs> the movie costs like two hundred million dollars. I think right. They spent two hundred million dollars on this movie, and that's a lot of movie. That's a lot of money 
to just scrap. You know, that's a lot of money to just fucking throw away. That's worse than Batgirl. Like 90 mil, 90 mil ain't shit to them. You know, but 200 mil, that's a lot, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so I don't know, man. You know, that Don't scrap the movie. I say don't scrap the movie. Don't scrap it. Let it come out. Recast. Like, they could recast. Uh, I know a lot of people say they want Grant Gustin, but Grant Gustin's not that good of an actor. I'm sorry. He's not that good of an actor. I was thinking of the kid that played, I say kid, but like, I think this guy's like uh, 30 something. Uh, I was thinking about the guy that just recently played Elvis. Uh, what's that kid's name? That guy, I keep calling him a kid. I'm like, I keep calling him a kid. I think this dude's like fucking 30. Uh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Austin Butler. That's his name. Austin Butler. The, the guy that recently played Elvis Presley in that Elvis movie. Uh, cause he kind of looks like Barry Allen to me. He's got blonde hair. He's got like a chiseled jaw. You know, like I think he could pull off being Barry Allen. You know, it's like a lot of people when they cast movies is think of people that are in their face all the time. You know, just constantly in their face and they don't think outside the box. You know, because like Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin's already the Flash. That's lazy. That's lazy casting to me. That's just lazy casting. And he's not that good of an actor to me. I'm sorry. He's not that good of an actor. Uh, I think Austin Butler is uh, getting rave reviews about playing Elvis Presley. Uh, I think I think he would be a really good Flash. I think he would be a really good Barry Allen. So he's already in the Warner Brothers camp because uh, Warner Brothers uh, made that Elvis movie, they, they did that Elvis movie, so, think outside the box, Austin Butler as the Flash, I would like to see that, um, yeah, man, but, they, they really need to, they need to do something about this, you know, (laughs) you know, because this dude is out here causing trouble, he's out here causing trouble, and ain't nobody fucking stopping him, uh, but yeah, man, that's, like I said, I didn't want to talk about this, this, this shit for very long, uh, I'll be back with my uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation review right after these messages. Every generation, an ancient gateway opens that links the Earth with another world. But this time, the ultimate evil has been released. Now, the fate of our planet is about to be decided.
Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997. Let's talk about the technical first before we get into the movie. Uh, this movie was directed by John R. Leonetti, who actually went on to direct Annabelle. He directed the first Annabelle movie, actually. So <laughs> this guy got work after this movie. Um, the screenplay was written by Brent V. Friedman and Bryce Zabel. With a, I think they had a little input by John Tobias, who is the creator of Mortal Kombat. Like one of the creators, he, John Tobias and Ed Boon were the creators of Mortal Kombat. I think they had some input into this movie, but I don't know how much input like the studio actually used. So, so I decided not to put them in in the writing credits. So like, but like the, the main screenplay was written by Brent Friedman and Bryce Zabel. Uh, the budget, the, the movie had a budget of $30 million and brought in $51.3 million at the box office. It actually made less, way less than the first movie, which made $122.2 million on a $20 million budget. So like this movie cost more, made less. The first movie cost less, made more. <laughs> So, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, the movie also has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 4%. 4%. That's how, that that's, that's the score of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. This might be one of the, I think there was another movie that I reviewed where like it had a pretty dismal score like like it was a, a really abysmal score i can't think of the movie right now i'm not gonna go through it but this is like another one of those like worst movie ever uh scores you know like this is like this is a really bad this is a really bad score but anyway let's talk about how i saw the movie as a kid uh this is actually the first movie that my parents let me see alone. Yes, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, I think I was, I think I was 12. I think I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old uh, because I remember uh, bugging my parents to take me to see this movie because I saw the trailer for Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I was like, oh my God, that looks awesome. Little did I know, but uh <laughs> and I was I was a huge like Mortal Kombat fan, you know. I stayed up many nights playing those games, playing like Mortal Kombat, playing Mortal Kombat 2, playing Mortal Kombat 3, you know, playing all those games. I think at that time like Mortal Kombat 3 was out. I, I was playing the shit out of Mortal Kombat 3. So uh, so like uh so yeah, I was I was a big fan of Mortal Kombat. Uh I guess they 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 figured I was old enough to go to the movies on my own uh they actually called my aunt my aunt uh actually she had to chaperone me because i i didn't have a way to get there you know so, <laughs> so my aunt brought me she brought me there but like she didn't go in the movie with me she like she dropped me off and then she came she picked me up you know so uh she brought me there and picked me up so like i i really i went to go see the movie by myself so Mortal Kombat Annihilation was my first 
solo movie. That was the first movie that I went to go see by myself. That's 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 the only memory of Mortal Kombat I have. You know, so, <laughs> the only fond memory of Mortal Kombat I had because like it was it was me transitioning to not going to the movies with my parents anymore. I can go to the movies by myself. But um, but yeah. This movie starts off with that like high energy music. You got that uh the dude yelling Mortal Kombat at you. <laughs> you know the dude. You know the dude. The Mortal Kombat dude. You know. You know the dude. But uh they give you a recap of the first movie for some reason like I guess for people who didn't see the first movie, but if you didn't see the first movie, why would you go see the second? Like that this recap doesn't make any sense but not making any sense is going to be a running theme in this movie so get used to it um we uh we get the characters we return to the characters from the first Mortal Kombat movie uh Liu Kang Katana Sonya Blade Johnny Cage and Raiden Liu Kang is once again played by Robin Shell. uh Katana is once again played by Talia Soto but they are the only original cast members to come back for this sequel. Uh, Sandra Hess replaces Bridget Wilson as Sonya Blade. Chris Conrad replaces Lindsay Ashby as Johnny Cage. And James Raymar replaces Christopher Lambert as Raiden. Uh, the beginning of this movie, let's talk about the beginning of this movie. The beginning of this movie is less Mortal Kombat and more Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, because we get introduced to the villains who are surrounded by a bunch of flipping ninjas. Like, they flip. Like, the ninjas flip a lot. Like, they do, like, cartwheels and backflips and somersaults and they, they flip a lot. A lot of flipping ninjas in this movie. Uh, Shao Kahn shows up looking like Lord Zed. <laughs> like, he looks more like Lord Zed than Shao Kahn. Uh, all the other uh, Mortal Kombat characters are relegated to just being his henchmen, including uh, Katana's mother, Sindel, who delivers that famous bad line that you've probably seen on the internet. Too bad you will die. You know, you know the... You know the line. You know the goddamn line. Uh, she's a bad actress, but I'll talk more about her as the review goes on because she's just, just, she's just comedy gold. You know, very pretty lady, just not the best actress. Uh, this movie is just bad from the start, man. <laughs> this movie is just bad from the start. You got Raiden and Shao Kahn flipping to each other just to talk. And I'm like, what's what's the point of that? It, like, it, mainly, I'm like, who is this movie for? Like, at this point, that's what I'm like. At this point, I'm like, who is this movie for? Because it's not for Mortal Kombat fans. It's like, it's like they made a Mortal Kombat movie for eight-year-olds. For eight-year-olds with ADHD, you know? Like <laughs> they made a Mortal Kombat movie for ADHD eight-year-olds. You know, that's 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 what they made this movie for. Uh, say what you want 
about the first uh, Mortal Kombat movie, but it had a little bit of edge to it. It had a little bit of edge to it. It's, it's kind of like um, the studio found out that little kids like Mortal Kombat 2, so they just catered to them. Because this movie is just a giant fucking Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> it's a Saturday morning cartoon on the big screen. It really is. Because like, the most edgy thing they do in this movie is kill Johnny Cage. That's the most edgy thing they do. It's also the stupidest thing that they do because Johnny Cage is the most popular character in Mortal Kombat. Why would you kill the most popular character in Mortal Kombat? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. I see why Lindsay Ashby didn't want to come back for the sequel. Then there's this like stupid scene where Raiden has the good guys rolling around in like these giant metal balls for transportation. It's a it's a really dumb scene. I don't even know why I mentioned it. Like it leads nowhere. The, the the dialogue in this movie is just fucking atrocious. Like it's generic Saturday morning cartoon dialogue. You know, it's like I will take over the world. <laughs> Uh, Liu Kang and shit and just like not if we can stop you or whatever the fuck you know (laughs) you know just generic Saturday morning cartoon dialogue uh fights in this movie just happen they just happen like there's no setup to why any of these people are fighting you don't get a backstory to why any of these people are fighting uh new characters just show up out of nowhere smoke sub-zero and uh scorpion just show up and are just like in the same scene they all show up in the same scene by the way you get smoke sub-zero and scorpion all in the same scene just fighting each other they just show up and they're never seen again uh scorpion kidnaps katana by the way he kidnaps katana and we just don't see him again throughout the whole movie. <laughs> like, 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 Liu Kang don't get revenge, don't fight him, nothing. Like, all these characters just disappear after one scene. Uh, a character that does stay that I wish would go away. I wish would go away is Jax played by Lynn Williams <laughs> cause since they killed uh, Johnny Cage in the first five minutes of the movie we need a new comic relief character and that's where Jax comes in uh, he's the most useless character in this whole goddamn movie and that's saying something cause like he's just here to crack jokes uh, he's pretty much like buff Sinbad. You know, you know, like, <laughs> that's pretty much what he is. Cause like all his comedy is kind of like Sinbad comedy. You know, like he's a buff Sinbad. That's who he is. Um he just he just gets his ass whooped throughout the movie too. Like just everybody just all up whooping his ass. Whooping all up in his ass in this movie. Uh like they did Jax. Like really dirty. (laughs) 
I don't like that character. I like Jax. I like that, but they did that, they did that character fucking dirty, bro. <laughs> like, he just gets his ass whooped and cracks bad dad jokes. That's all he does in this movie. Uh, the special effects in this movie suck as well. Like, the, the movie looks like it was, like, shot on, like, one of those, like, AOL discs that you, like, get in the mail. You remember those? Like, they used to send those, like, AOL discs, those America Online <laughs> discs in the mail. It looked like what they shot this on. It looked like they shot this shit on, like, a fucking Neo Geo or <laughs> some shit like that. Not even Neo Geo CD. They shot this shit on the original Neo Geo. <laughs> That's where they shot this shit. Um... Also, uh, characters die out of nowhere. Like Rain. Like, Shao Kahn just randomly kills Rain. Like, I didn't even get to see him fight, bro. I didn't even get to see him fight. Like, they just killed him out of nowhere. Uh, they don't talk about his backstory, because Rain is kind of an important character in the Mortal Kombat lore. Like, he's like Katana's, like, friend or ex-boyfriend or some shit like that. Cause like he and uh, Katana are like the same like race. They're like Edenonian or whatever the fuck it's called. But uh, like they're like the same race, which is why he wears purple. And like they got like Katana and Rain got like a relationship, and like we don't get no, we don't get no, we don't get no explanation for that here because he just dies (laughs) out of nowhere. (laughs) Nightwolf is here, and then he's gone. Which is a shame because he he looked cool too. Like he looked really cool in this movie. Like he looked like video game Nightwolf. It's like he looked super cool. Like too cool to spend another minute in this movie, I guess. <laughs> like he's gone. He's like, I'm in and I'm out. Pay me. Uh give me my check. Um then all of a sudden, this movie turns into a softcore porn when Jade shows up. Like, she just shows up, like, half-butt-naked, ready to bone Liu Kang. Like, for a minute there, I, like, I thought I was watching an episode of Red Shoe Diaries there for a minute. I was like, wait, when is... This isn't uh, Cinemax at, like, 2 a.m., you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> this isn't Showtime at 2 a.m. What is this? Uh... Uh, Jade is played by an Asian actress, like an Asian actress, but in the game, I believe she's black. I believe that character is a black woman. Uh, she's most definitely a black woman in the new games, because like in the new Mortal Kombat game, she doesn't even wear a mask, and you could tell that it's a black woman. Uh, but hopefully, in the new movies, they 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 get her, they get a black woman to play her. I hope so. I hope they do that. Um, so, new Mortal Kombat movie, Warner Brothers, hey, cast a black woman as Jade, uh, Melina is here, and she does all three of the tropes in this movie, <laughs> like, she just, she just does the trifecta, she shows up, fights for no reason, and dies, and she does it all in two minutes, like, that's gotta be a record, uh, they change Raiden, for no reason, like, they change up his look, like, Raiden just shows up in, like, a, in, like, a, a, a old Navy vest and some old Navy khakis, <laughs> with a, with a, with a, with a, with a short haircut, <laughs> and they just, like, I don't even know why they did that, like, 
I guess James Reamer got tired of uh, wearing the wig. You know, like the wig just got in his face or whatever. He just like, oh, I gotta take this fucking wig off. And they were just like, how about we just cut the hair? He's like, let's do it. And he just like, and he just shows up with his hair. So I don't know why they did this. Uh, did this. Speaking of uh, changing looks, like Shao Kahn, like never wears his mask throughout the rest of this movie. Like it's just he wears the mask at the beginning of the movie. I think he wears it at the end for like maybe a split second and then he just takes that shit back off <laughs> you know but like he doesn't wear the movie for most of he doesn't wear the uh mask for most of the movie and it just makes him look less intimidating he looks silly he looks fucking silly uh let's talk about Sindel uh the chick that plays Sindel uh, is just she's very campy she's very campy uh I said, I said that she's a bad actress, but I feel like she's like the only person that knows what kind of movie she's in and she's having fun with it, you know, cause like she's just, I feel like she's just having a ball with this movie, <laughs> you know, like cause like she's campy. I looked at, I looked that actress up and it looked like she did a lot of like B movie stuff, you know, so like she knows what the fuck this movie is cause this movie does kind of come off as like a, like a B movie. So she just... She just plays it up. She just plays this up for laughs. She's comedy. Like, like I said, comedy gold is the, the lady that plays Sindel. Uh, Baraka is here. And you, you know the fucking deal. <laughs> you know the fucking deal with Baraka. Uh, shows up, fight, dies. You know you know the fucking deal. Uh, his makeup looks terrible, by the way. <laughs> it looks terrible. They made him look like Sloth from the Goonies. This is what they made him look like. He looked like slop from the Goonies with like blades on his arm. <laughs> it looks fucking terrible. Uh, Jade betrays uh Raiden in the game for some reason and then just fucking dies. Like there's no follow up or nothing. She just fucking dies. Like like I said, this movie makes no fucking sense. Uh, I told you, I told you, making sense is like the running gag in this whole goddamn movie. The rest of the movie doesn't really fucking matter. Matter. The rest of this movie is just a bunch of senseless karate fights and a bad, really bad, oh my god, terrible CGI battle at the end. Like, just sucks, man. This movie is garbage. There's that's that's nothing more I can say. There's nothing more I can specify about this movie. Like, the movie is just pretty much garbage. Like, it killed the Mortal Kombat franchise for a while. Because, like, even the game suffered after this movie. They made Mortal Kombat 4, I believe, after this. And that movie, that, 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 not movie, that game is fucking atrocious. Uh, then they made, like, a Sub-Zero game that's bad. They made a Jax game that's bad. Like, Mortal Kombat Special Forces. I think it's Jax and Sonya. That game is fucking atrocious. Uh, but it took a long time for Mortal Kombat to come back to prominence, you know, I want to say, like, maybe, like, the mid to late 2000s is when Mortal Kombat really started to catch steam again. And now it's back. You know, there's a new Mortal, there was a new Mortal Kombat movie out, which, which is not as good. You know, it's not as good, but it's better than this shit, I tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> way better. I'll take the new Mortal Kombat over Mortal Kombat Annihilation any fucking day, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, 
This movie just plain sucked. I'm gonna give this movie the coveted zero out of five. This movie gets the coveted zero out of five. Not a lot of movies get that, but it joins a this joins a special class of bad movie. Join me next week when I will be reviewing Lethal Weapon 2. Until next time, peace.